and welcome to this week's episode of Hashtag Leadership, What's On Your Mind. Remember, if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel or hit a follow on your um, podcast provider. So we're here to add value to your leadership journey by bringing amazing guests and experts in their field. So today we are speaking to Deb. How are you doing, Deb? You okay? I'm good, thanks, Stu. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. Thank you very much. So we have Deb on board with our associates and um, linked with Star Development UK. So you can click the website and go and find out um, more information about that. But I'm really excited for you guys to hear more about um, what Debs is bringing to the table, if you like. So Debs, if, for people who don't know you, as I hit the 20 minute timer, um, introduce yourself and tell us more about what you are, um, who you are and what you do. Okay, so my name is Deborah Cadman. I am um, a career HR person, really. So started off many years ago. Um, I was the first person in my family to go to a polytechnic or further education and did Spanish randomly. So it was a really useful skill in Birmingham, that was. <laughs> um, and as part of my degree, I did a bit of business studies work and covered HR and thought what an awful career that must be what who would ever go into that um got my first job started getting very involved with the people in in the um in the factory and thought actually I quite like this people side so decided to go study did my CIPD um qualifications and that was it really set my foot on the the journey of being an HR person yeah excellent I think you're underselling a little bit about where how you got to the end so tell us a little bit about what positions and what sort of level you got to in that journey because that's very much the start isn't it yeah started right at the bottom so administration so I had to do all the you know the grunt work and um, I was very ambitious and driven hadn't realized actually how ambitious and driven I was I think um, partly that was because of my background I'm from a big Irish Catholic family um, and um, you know I don't know we just wanted to achieve so started pushing myself up, as I said, did my qualifications, um, started at Mercury Communications, a part of Vodafone now, then moved to a hotel company called Forte Hotels, who I don't think exists anymore, but they used to own Little Chef, remember Little Chef? Oh, right, yes, I remember those days. <laughs> um, and then moved to Direct Line Insurance, um, and then about three or four years in I decided to make a move to a massive global IT business called Capgemini and that's where I stayed actually for 17 years and I progressed up um, and I was really really driven to to you know lead and and get promoted all the time um, got to the grade of HR director so ended up um, you know as HR director for a division of the business absolutely loved it always wanted to get to vice president and when they said to me, right, you're on track now for VP, I suddenly went, I don't think I want this. Um, and left and set up my own business. And now I run my own business and have done for seven years. And I love it. Yeah, amazing. And again, that's why the, one of the reasons why we've connected in the first place and also why you're coming on board because of your um, wealth of knowledge and experience in that very field of HR. So um, fantastic. So let's go to the questions. So. What do you think of, what comes to your mind when you hear the word leadership? Leadership, oh, that's so interesting, isn't it? I mean, it used to mean something very different to me. Um, but nowadays, actually, I think there's a couple of things that pop into my mind. One is around humility. Um, 
I always used to feel as a leader that I had to know everything and, um, you know, be the best at everything. And I didn't really like to show any vulnerability. Um, what I've started to realize is that, and I think we've probably all seen this as a result of the, the pandemic, showing a bit of vulnerability is not a bad thing. Actually admitting you don't know something um, is okay. And I think people trust you more for it. The other thing for me is, uh, I've always been a very relationship-based person. I suppose it's the, the people element. Um, so for me, values that are really important to trust and integrity. And I've sp I spend a lot of time connecting with people and building relationships. So I think emotional intelligence is a really key thing now for leadership. You know, you've got to be able to understand and connect with the people that you lead. And, you know, I remember really well um, the first, like when I first got promoted to HR director and they sent me off, you know, to go and talk to people. And we just invested a million um, pounds in a, in a reskilling program for about 50 people in the business. And I was talking to them and saying to them, look, you know, no pressure, but you really need to, um, you really need to succeed. You're the guinea pigs in this and we really want you to, to do well in it. Um, and I cracked a joke about the fact that my husband, who was in the police at the time, knew some really dodgy people. Um, and I didn't want any of them to struggle or suffer an accident. And the whole room just went really quiet. And I thought, oh, I've obviously just cracked a joke, but none of them think it's a joke. And afterwards they were saying to me, well, we didn't expect somebody as senior as you to be, you know, funny and have humor. And oh. it was like a real sort of light, light bulb moment for me thinking, okay, how am I perceived because mm -hmm. of my role? I'm perceived in a certain way. It's nothing to do with who I am as a person. And I just decided, that actually I want to be seen as a person, you know, to be a human leader. Um, yeah. Really, you know, that's amazing. Do you know, you just reminded me about something because you said about that, um, we sometimes say about the labels that you're given and that HR director label obviously meant that perception of you and that leadership is very kind of what you make of it. And it's obviously other people, it's people focused. Um, but just reflecting on what we had as an environment in the military, when we did any of our outward bound training, it was a thing that you left your rank at the door and mm. it was very much inclusive uh, of everybody's at the same level here. We're all people developing ourselves, whatever level you are. And that's what you were saying there about trying to get that and getting over the fact of bringing your titles into the room. But um, I think it still happens, doesn't it? Oh, it does, absolutely. I think in corporate life, it happens a lot. Mm. I think people are still very wedded to their their role, their title, their status, and a lot of their self-worth is, is, you know, embedded in that rather than what can I bring to the people I lead? Yeah. Um, you know, awesome. and it's really interesting, isn't it? Really. Yeah. So staying with you for the last sort of the normal question of the two, um, whether it's on reflection, and you have spoken a little bit about your journey, but whether it's on reflection or there was a light bulb moment or you realise it, um, at the time, when did your leadership journey start? How far back are we going? I mean, I think my very first company at Mercury, I got promoted to personnel officer as it was back then. And um, all of a sudden I had two people working for me. And I, you know, I was in HR, so I should have known what to do. But I hadn't got a clue, hadn't got a clue. And um, you sort of learn by your mistakes, don't you? And I think that's where your humility comes in. You know, sometimes you've got to apologize because you've screwed up. 
Um, sometimes you've got to um, think, actually, I've, I've just really got no clue what I'm doing in this situation. Who do I go and ask for help? And I think you find role models. I had a really amazing boss there. It was my boss's boss. And um, he really encouraged us to be dead open and transparent with each other. And I always remember thinking, if I ever lead a team, that's how I want to lead the team. So I think that was always unconsciously there for me that, you know, I wanted to be like he was with us. Um, so I suppose I would have been only about 24, 25. I wasn't very old. Yeah. You know? And what do you know when you're that age? I mean, you think you know everything. Well, I'm sure I remember the first time you and I spoke and we were talking about, you know, learning. And I, I'm sure I said to you, I feel like I, I know now that I know nothing. Um, and I actually read so much more than I did when I was in my role, you know, in corporate life. And I love exploring different things. In fact, you and I have recommended a few books to each other, haven't we? But yeah, yeah I think you've just got to roll with the punches a little bit and think, okay, how do I develop as a leader mm. and keep failing and keep learning, you know? And it's like going back to what you're saying about the labels as well. There's so many, um, whether it's conscious or subconscious, behaviors and beliefs that when you make it to certain levels you we've mentioned about you know everything or you know more and it it actually almost like you said flips the other way and we've had several amazing guests on the podcast that you would think no would say that they know a lot and it's that humble and that ability to go actually no it's that lifelong learning of always seeing different perspectives adding to your I always say about a toolbox in your head regards to all the abilities and skills that you can go to yeah. to react to a situation in front of you um but yeah awesome so you mentioned the pandemic it's it's hot topic at the minute and um, with people um, around about the time that this is going to go out that are going to be able to go back together meet up and that's one of the reasons why we have you on as an associate so in your sort of world and your sort of um view what is the new norm looking like i think it's interesting i do think leadership's evolved so i do think that now people won't tolerate a lot of what they put up with before um so whether that's more flexible working you know more um emotionally intelligent leaders people who actually understand that there's there's more going on than just what you see at work so I think there's a whole piece around that. And for me, I think it's a really good time for people to get together now and reflect about what's happened, what have we just been through, what changes have we seen, and what do we want to put in place now to move us forward? Um, so it, in some ways, it's like a really perfect, perfect opportunity to do some really good reflection. Yeah, amazing. I, I just thought of something, actually, so that you're going to laugh at this. When I first left the military, and I really like to know your point of view on this, because it's it's a perfect opportunity, and I should have warned you about this as well. <laughs> um, when I first left the military, it was a comical thing of nobody knew who I was, what I could do, the skill set I have, and it's a common thing about the transferable skills from the military into corporate. And I was trying to get in, in touch with HR people, about developing their people and that term team building. Um, so from your perspective, obviously, when is team building done really well? And how do you, what, what, when have you seen it done really well? And when have you seen it done really badly? Have you got any examples of that? 
I've got a view on this actually because I the co I do a lot of coaching as you know and when I work with teams I look at systemic team coaching so the whole you know the whole of that team not just the relationships in it which are obviously important but it's what's going on with the other stakeholders they deal with what's going on with the context of the system they work in how do they you know how do they all pull together um and all those strands are important to create a really really strong high performing team um and i think that's probably what the military do really really well isn't it you know that they create these amazing teams so i think um actually it's time in some ways i think a lot of people are wedded to the past which is uh, let's do team building so let's come in let's have a you know um do some little exercises you know where one person falls back and you know oh look obviously we all trust each other now but i've been as a as a board member and i was the only female on my board um and we we did some teamwork and it just was completely ineffective um because we didn't ever really get to the crux of the issue and we didn't really dig down into have proper conversations with each other. Um, and I think you've got to be really, really honest and really brave in those team building sort of situations if you want to make change. Um, so how have you seen it done? Have you been in any teams where it has been done really well? And, and what was the difference? It's well, very I've, situational, isn't it? And very dependent on who's in the room. But yeah as I, as I work with teams personally I think the, the really important thing is that they're they're held or they're held to account by the coach but also they're holding each other to account and I think the first thing to do in order to do that is create a really good strong sense of purpose for the team what is what is that team there to do and and then you know agree that and then that's the basis for everything you do um and that's when I think it works really well. But you do have to have a, like, you know, you do really have to have honest conversations with each other. Um, and for some people, you know, that's just hard, really, really hard, because they don't want to rock the boat, they want to keep the status quo. And I think that's, you know, if I think about my experience in corporate life, I was never very good at accepting the status quo. I challenged everything. I was always the irritating person that asked you know, questions, and you, you could see them all sort of bang in their head. Um, I can remember standing up to somebody, a, a chief executive, when he was going around the room shouting at each individual member of the board about why we hadn't achieved our numbers. And I just refused to tolerate it and stood up to him. And, you know, everybody else was just hanging their heads in embarrassment because I had dared to challenge him for speaking to us in a way that was wholly inappropriate. Mm. Um, and I think... You know, if you can get some people like that who then all emulate the, the behavior that is to challenge each other, but you've all got a common goal, you'll be an amazing team. Yeah, it's like that healthy conflict piece, isn't it? Of even that, and I remember in workshops having the sort of the comedy behind that because the society, even the word conflict, <clears throat> where it has a certain thing attached to it, the negativity. And people shy away from conflict, but there can be healthy anxiety, there can be healthy stresses, there can be healthy conflict. And it's about managing and creating that environment, isn't it, to welcome that. Um, so five minutes left. It flies by. Five minutes left. So people who are listening to that, this podcast are wanting to really level up their leadership. So 
to go away from saying what would you tell yourself when you first started what are some of the the key things that people can do simple um, awareness tools or processes that you've done over this time to sort of level up your leadership whether it's on reflection that you thought you maybe should have done more of now you know or um what sort of things can they do to step forward in their leadership journey yeah i think there's um there's a couple of things one is there's something about hr professionals that seems to feel like we're there to develop everyone else um but we sometimes forget to develop ourselves and i think if i could go back and redo my career i would definitely do more self-development um and the reason I would do that is because I'm now much more self-aware than I ever was. And that is like a superpower. So, you know, if something happens and I'm uncertain, I think, okay, what, why am I uncertain? What's happening? What do I need to make me feel more comfortable with this situation? Or do I just live with the discomfort? So there's a whole piece for me around self-development that's critical. Um, and then always say yes to opportunity. So even if you're terrified, um, and I can think of some awful situations that I've got myself into where I've said yes, and then thought, <laughs> you know, waking up in Zurich doing a 12 month um, contract for a, um, you know, a, a client of mine and, and on work that I really didn't think I was capable of doing. And I did it, you know, I did it and it was amazing. And it was such a brilliant experience. But um I think if I'd really thought it through, I might have said no, and I didn't. I just went, yep, and then there I was. So, yeah, always say yes to everything, even and probably particularly when it scares you, because you'll learn more from it. Yeah, with, uh, I remember that, le that learning curve when you then look at the, your comfort zone about you're going to learn so much more. And it's, it's that mentality of wanting to step into that uncomfortableness, isn't it, about that? you're going to have so much feedback from being in those environments and yeah. um, self-development that's a big thing that's talked about what does self-development look like for you is that some people might think oh i've got to go and sign up for a course if it's just that basic oh, i need to self-develop what else is there that people can do you know um i am a uh, sort of facilitator and coach with time to think nancy klein's thinking environment process and actually the biggest gift i've had to develop myself and my own raise my own levels of self-awareness is to think independently um, and that sounds really obvious and it and it actually you know also sounds a bit like well I, I already think for myself what are you on about woman but um we don't often think for ourselves actually we you know we think what our family tell us to think we think what our teachers tell us to think we think what our bosses tell us to think or our community leaders or whatever it is but what would happen if you really thought through something for yourself and I would say read that book as a starter for 10 time to think um it's amazing and then just be hungry and curious and you know and listen to people who have a contrary view to you, not to interrupt them and tell them they're wrong and persuade them over to your side of the argument, but actually listen to understand, you know, what, what might they say that I could learn? And I think, you know, just be open. Yeah, amazing. So what, 
I know we've um, talked about a lot of um, books. You alluded to that earlier on. Um, <laughs> obviously, podcasts. There's so many tools and resources out there now, isn't there? That if people do step into that, that's an interesting point. What so? And it's following your what's going to fit into your agenda, isn't it? And I'd love to know your final thoughts on this. My 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 concept of everybody's busy being busy. About is that true do you see that world of people are just so i'm busy i can't i haven't got time what does that look like for you i think we wear business like a badge of honor you know the busier we say we are the more um important we feel or the more um status we feel we have or something i was certainly like that in my corporate life you know um i i love podcasts listen to someone and walk in the dogs i listen to audio books in the car if i can't find time to read but I can always find time to read. Um, you know, TED Talks, as you say, there's some amazing TED Talks out there. And, you know, they literally just take 15, 20 minutes. Do it yeah. while you're eating your sandwich or, you know, whatever. And, and just- it's, it's that, it's just planting those initial seeds of curiosity in self-development. And it's amazing when you, it, it just builds momentum, doesn't it? And like you said, if you're, there's so many people out there spreading so many great, stories and, and and learning points so yeah. awesome deb that's us that's 20 minutes that's absolutely flown by <laughs> so thank you so much today so guys if you really enjoyed that make sure you hit us a comment below share this forward and i really like to hear your takeaways from each and every episode if you're watching us on the youtube channel make sure you hit subscribe hit the bell every wednesday at 6 a.m you get another amazing guest comes and shares their stories and experiences and my vlogs come out every monday at 6 a.m um, if you want to check out the podcast, make sure you hit the website and um, all the links, all the great, amazing people that we've had um, and make sure you come and see us. So, Deb, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Stu. Really enjoyed it. Cannot believe 20 minutes goes so fast. I know. So I look forward to seeing you very soon and everybody else. I'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye.